folks welcome to yet another episode from the TGV global speaker series and our guest for today is Diana Silva Franco and she's from Bilbao Bilbao Basque County based out of Spain Diana is a passionate journalist and communicator driven by her quest to inspire through effective communication she focuses her conversations on topics of identity personal growth and authenticity drawing from her own experiences in embracing personal evolution as the path to fulfillment and happiness diana's unique journey has led to the creation of her brand communicar communicar para inspirar and she continues to embrace change as a new beginning in her ever evolving life and as you prepare to delve into our conversation on an interesting topic at hand communicating in silence here's an exciting twist let us tickle her brain first so diana get ready for a rapid fire round of random words i'll mention a few and i would love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much if you are ready let's get started yes let's do it <laughs> let's do it here comes the first yes. word curiosity okay. It's like fuel. Invention. It's the result of creativity. Future. Anything is possible. Book. Or you can explore from your couch. Movie. <laughs> let let me see. Let someone else find the solutions. Food. Pure joy. <laughs> <laughs> Universe. It's in control. Success. Freedom. Creativity. Fun. And the last one is life. Unlimited opportunities. Such a great set of responses and thank you so much for <laughs> participating in the first rapid fire round. So sportively, really appreciate it and we have one more rapid fire round towards the end of the episode so stay tuned. And folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host Navin Samala dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life but also to your career and thank you so much for tuning in Diana hearty welcome to TGV the guiding voice and thank you so much for being part of our journey and uh, let's communicate in silence how are you doing today I'm good I'm good I'm very excited to be here with you I'm I'm a happy human being overall That doesn't mean that I don't have like my struggles obviously I do but it I believe the thing that makes me most happy is to to communicate that's yeah. not only my job and not only my profession but it's who I am mm-hmm. so whenever I have these opportunities oh, I feel like oh, I grow I don't know it's beautiful <laughs> Okay before we get into our conversation I have a basic question are you originally from Spain or have you moved there from elsewhere had an interesting life. So I was born in Venezuela oh. in Caracas 42 years ago. Mm-hmm. And back then it was a great country to live. It was like very prosperous and we had everything there, but things slowly changed. So by my 30th birthday, I got on a plane because I was going for a vacation to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And turns out I arrived in Buenos Aires and I just felt home. Mm. You know when you get somewhere and you're like wow this is this is where i belong and i got a job offer and i met a man that was uh, we were together for seven years mm-hmm. and i found an apartment so i stayed 
And it was an adventure that at first I said, okay, so I'm just going to stay here for a year, see what happens. And it ended up being 11 years. Oh. So that was a really big adventure. <laughs> and then last year, I was told by the people I was working with that they needed me in Europe because my clients were part of the European Commission and all that. And that I, if I could, I, I should come to live in Europe. And that was the excuse I needed. Because I had been in Bilbao as, as a tourist five years earlier. Mm. And I, I felt like home here as well. So I was like, you know what? They want me in Europe. I'm coming. So I've been here for a year and a half, more or less. <laughs> and it's been quite a journey. Wow. I, and I love your energy and passion. I, I This is something <laughs> contagious. Let's keep rolling and uh, let's yes. talk your success mantra. So please share with us the top three things that have attributed to your success so far. Wow. Okay. So I think the first thing that comes to mind is I was raised to be independent. My mom loves me and, and she loves my brother deeply, obviously, but she always wanted us to fly solo. She always wanted us to make our own decisions and to not, you know, like second guess ourselves because, oh, someone, you know, maybe this or maybe that. No, it's like, it's your choice. It's your life. Go for it. So that's what has helped both of us because my brother lives here in, in Spain, in Madrid. It, it just has helped both of us mm-hmm. to be independent, to be free and to make our own choices. That is has been definitely the base of my, actually my definition of success, which is freedom. Then I do not make decisions based on fear. Mm-hmm. I make them based on curiosity. If oh. I don't know something, if I, if I receive a proposal like, okay, so we need you here in Europe, I could be like, oh, damn, you know, the, the paperwork and where am I going to live? And I don't know anyone there. So I could let fear take over. Or I could let curiosity take over and be like, hmm, interesting. I've been thinking about this. I'm going to figure out what do I need to go live there. And if it's not too complicated or too expensive, hmm, um, I'm just going to go and see what happens. You know, what's the worst that can happen? That I go back to Argentina with my people there? It's not a big deal. So always decisions based on curiosity, not on fear. Mm. And then the last thing is something I learned while I was living in Argentina, because when I was in Venezuela, I was always surrounded by family, friends, you know, acquaintances, colleagues, and everyone had an opinion on what my life should look like. When mm. I got to Argentina, I didn't know anyone. So if I wanted to make a decision, if I had an idea, if I wanted to do something, I only had me as the advisor. <laughs> and what that generated was that I have built my life on mm. my own terms. What I want to do, what I want to explore, what I what I want to study, what I want to start, what I it, it's my life is mm-hmm. tailored to my needs, to my desires, to my ideas. So when you have your life built like that, you will always walk towards success because it's mm. not what success uh, is defined in the books is success based on what you feel you want to do right now. Like I, I am a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. I sing gospel. I have done contemporary dancing and tango. I, ha- I have done so many different things. And you would think like, why? That, does that give you money? Why are you doing that? 
I do that because I feel the need to explore myself mm -hmm. through different lenses. Mm. And that builds a life that is defined on your own terms. Like, oh, I'm good at dancing tango. Damn, okay, I never knew that. <laughs> oh, I'm good at learning languages. Oh, wow, that's cool. You discover yourself over and over and you start putting more blocks, more blocks. So that's defining success on your own terms. That's what makes you successful. Super, so fascinating. And uh, <laughs> as I said earlier, like your energy is something really inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's the morning here. Oh, so that's why I have a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, keep uh, moving and uh, jump to the core of today's conversation. And in a world which is filled with constant noise and distractions, what inspired you to explore the significance of communicating in silence as a means of self-discovery and also improved relationships? Well, I'm a communicator. That's what I do. When I was in school, my teachers would be like, you know, she's brilliant, she's fantastic, but she speaks a lot. She needs to stop talking so much. <laughs> And it always felt like something bad, you know? But, I mean, I have built a career out of speaking a lot, communicating a lot. I love writing. Um, so I was always very outspoken. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit, and I spent four months locked in my apartment, completely locked. I would get my groceries online. I would um, like talk to my, my family and my friends via like WhatsApp, you know, video calls, whatever. But I was home alone. And the silence, the quietness, the, the peace that I felt those four months stayed with me. So when the world started going back to normal, I would still look for that space where I could think, where I could, you know, connect with myself. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I just started realizing that I was letting my inner voice to take over more and more. And seeing how, how we live in today's world, you can easily notice that people don't connect with their inner voice. Mm. So... I'm a firm believer that if you let, you know, your life go to silence for a few minutes every day, for a few hours every day, that inner voice comes out. And it's that inner voice that allows you to, you know, define success in your own terms and build a life that is right for you and, and make the decisions that you need to feel good about yourself. So... When we don't do that, we look for external references. So I would call you, oh, Naveen, what do you think? Should I move to Europe or not? <laughs> But why would you have the right advice for my life yeah. when it's my life? Mm -hmm. You know yourself better than anyone. I know yeah. myself better than anyone. So if we stay quiet for a bit every day, our inner voice can take over and help us figure out things without the need to pay thousands of dollars you know to therapists and astrologists and tar tarotists and numerologists and all these people that are like oh yeah just come and i will tell you what to do no you know what you need to do you just need to stay quiet and then connect with yourself because that inner voice it knows everything mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so so you mentioned about your uh 
movement from Venezuela to Argentina and then now back to Spain, I think probably you might have listened to your inner voice. And other than that, can you share a personal experience where embracing silence led to valuable insights or positively impacted your communication with others? Yes, it all had to do always with my my problem if I can call it that, was that I was always talking. So mm. I was in contact with my external self, but not with my inner self. Yeah. And so this guy that I mentioned before, we were seven years together in Argentina, and he's mm. one of my best friends now. We're family. When we were at the beginning of our relationship, he would always say, you don't listen to me. You don't listen to me. I told you this. You don't <laughs> listen to me. And all our fights, seven years of fighting, always started or ended up with that phrase. Mm-hmm. So the first year I was like, oh, whatever. Second year, it was like, I'm the professional communicator. How can you say that I don't listen? I'm a professional listener. <laughs> Third year, I start noticing that some of my friends are telling me the same. Mm. So I started paying attention to that because if one person tells you, fine, some people that you care about and that they they care about you tell you this, there's something there. And I started like purposefully listening more. I would sit, I would stay quiet, I would breathe, mm. and I would let you say what you had to say. It didn't matter if it was like a, you know, work office conversation, like, oh yeah, we need to do this to finish the project, or a deep conversation. Regardless of the topic, I would sit, take a deep breath, and make the conscious effort of listening. And that helped me change my relationships so much. It improved everything because it's exactly the same thing. You know, when we're not connected and we don't listen to our inner voice, we Mm. go, you know, like chasing things and we don't know what we're doing. And in relationships, in other relationships, when we don't listen, the relationship can't move. It can't evolve. It can't go anywhere because there is no connection. That is just like an exchange of information, if you may. So learning to listen. I learned to listen first to others, and then I got better at listening at myself. But my relationships grew so much. And mm-hmm. I felt better because I wasn't just, you know, a figure sitting there pretending to be there. I was there, and I was there for them. And it's beautiful. I mean, if you're with those people, it's because you love them. And if you love them, you want to be there for them. So, yeah, listening is powerful. Super. So now that you have mastered hearing or listening to your own inner voice, so how can someone begin to create space for their inner voice in their daily life? And what are the benefits of doing so? You highlighted like saying that there will be clarity in the thoughts. Other than that, is there anything else which is a significant potential benefit? first benefit that comes to mind is that you get to know yourself. Mm. You know that massive effort you make when you're getting to know someone you like, like your your future wife or your future husband. Like you make this effort, you know, to pay attention to everything and you want to remember everything and you want to please everything. How many times people do that with themselves? Mm. How many times people sit down to take a look at who they are and what they need and what they fear and, you know, all these things. So that's 
I mean, if, talking about benefits, that would be a massive benefit. Because if you get to know yourself, that has an impact in your life, in your relationships, in, in the decisions you make in, in, through your life, work and, and fun and studying and everything. So I would say that's the one benefit. Mm-hmm. Then how do you start? Yeah. Finding spaces where you can be quiet. Yeah. If you can lock yourself in your office, like I do here, <laughs> and just don't play music, don't check your phone, don't, no, 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 just five minutes. It, I know it's scary, but five minutes of quiet where you can sense how you're doing today. Oh, I have a backache. Oh, I'm getting old. Damn. Or, oh, I, I have energy, you know, like I'm bubbling today or whatever. Just notice that. So you start with five minutes and then you get to 10. Mm-hmm. So it's not just how you're doing today, but you know what you feel like doing first. Okay, first thing in the morning, oh, I'm going to call my mom. I feel like chatting with my mom today. And so you do that before you start officially your day. You know, just get in touch with yourself. And sp- the space to do that is in the quiet. Mm. Because if we are in the street and everything's noisy, if we are on our phones and the computer, it's difficult to, you know, like have that moment. But in the quiet, maybe early in the morning when you're waking up before all the noise in the house begins, or maybe in the evening after everyone went to bed, you you find spaces of quiet, maybe in the shower. Mm-hmm. Like moms, I remember my mom would say, we have no privacy in this house because she would be in the shower and my brother or me, we would go in like, mom, I need this, mom, I need that. <laughs> She'd be like, there's no peace, not even in the shower. But maybe... It's that moment in the shower, those 15 minutes you're there with the water, oh, you chill, and you ask yourself, how am I doing? How do I feel today? Who do I want to be today? And you start, you know, finding that flow of your inner voice, finding that connection. It feels good because after you've done it a couple times, you will look for it. Like, I want to have a conversation (laughs) with myself. And you go for that. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And uh, let's move to the next one. In our increasingly fast-paced digital world, what are the potential consequences of neglecting silence and thoughtful communication in our relationships and self-discovery? So what happens if we are not silent? Uh, I The scariest thing for me, for example, is where you don't feel entirely comfortable Making a move. I, I've had many friends that moved countries because they met someone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then they're there and they're living with the person and they're not happy. And they're like, why am I not happy? I came here to be with this person. It's like, yeah, but what is it? Like, did you think about the place you were going? Did you think about what you were going to do when you got there? Oh, no, I just wanted to be there. I did it for love. Yeah, you did it for love. Meaning for the other person. Why didn't you do it for yourself? What is it that you wanted to do? So when we don't listen to ourselves and when we are not in contact with our own needs, what can happen is that we start trusting everyone's voice except for our own. And when we do that, we will make the right decision based on our mom's standards or our dad's standards. You know, that people that studied architecture. They spent like five or six years in university. Oh, because my dad was an architect. 
And what did you want to do? Oh, no, I just wanted to play music. <laughs> See, that's, that's a problem there. And, and they suffer from that because it's the right choice mm. according to everyone else's standards, but not your own. So I would suggest for people to get in touch with themselves, to create that space, and then start making decisions because you might choose something that you can't take back. You might choose, you know, like to, in my case would be, I don't want to have kids. I, I never wanted to be a mom. And I have friends who have been mothers mm. and they did it because they were supposed to be moms. Mm -hmm. And you can't take back a kid. You can't take back a pair of shoes. You can't <laughs> take back, you know, a, a, an apartment that you rented, but you can't take back kids. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? Mm. I, I would say, yeah, just get in touch with yourself, make that a strong connection, and then that will be something that reflects on your decisions, your relationships, and your life as a whole. Um, and that will provide happiness somehow. Even when things get a little tough, mm -hmm. it's like, you know what, I'm doing this for myself, so I will figure it out. And that helps a lot. Also, you don't have anyone else to blame. So I'm like, I did this because of you. It's like, yeah, you can do that in the mirror and be like, I did this because of you. But that's it. <laughs> so you have to own your decisions and you have to take responsibility as well. Fantastic, fantastic conversation so far. And it's time for us to add some more excitement. So get ready, Diana, as we dive into a series of second rapid fire round. <laughs> okay, okay, brain. Join me here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here comes the first bullet. Uh, if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Oh, I love this question. I've heard it in other episodes and it's great. Um, my answer would be design the dream. Wow. Design the dream. If you could have a silent conversation with any historical figure, who would it be and why? It would be the artist Mark Rothko. Mm -hmm. um, they, they built a chapel. It's like an old welcome chapel in Houston. And it has the sacred books of every religion in the entrance. So it's like everyone's welcome. Oh. He never made it. Uh, he never saw it finished. He, he oh. committed suicide right before they finished it. So I would love to sit in there with him. You know, just just saying a silent prayer together. Super. Loved it. And can you describe yourself in just one word? Luminous. <laughs> Highly. <laughs> okay. What's your go-to comfort food when you need some quiet time? Oh, this is very basic. Cereal and milk. <laughs> it was my childhood breakfast and it makes me feel so happy. <laughs> Okay, here comes the interesting one. If you could communicate with any animal for a day, which one would you choose? Oh, I would choose the seagulls. I have many seagulls here in the city and I see them every day. They're like my neighbors. So I would definitely have a chat with them. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Here comes the last bullet. So share a funny or memorable communication mishap you have ever experienced. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, okay, so when I was 17, I was working with my father. He had a production company. And I was, you know, learning everything about the audiovisual business. 
Um, but at that time, there was an election coming up. So all mm-hmm. the politicians were, you know, creating their spots and all that stuff. And my dad was working with a couple of them. So I go to the post-production office the, where they were editing the spots. I walk in because I was going to say someone to the editor. And so I see the screens and there is this very old man mm. holding a baby and surrounded by little kids. And I'm like, ew, that's a pervert. Why is he like with all those kids? Gross. Like that doesn't look right. And I see Manuel's face, so the editor's face, and he's looking at me like, you know, like his eyes are coming out of his orbits. And I continue. I just keep going. I'm like, that's so gross. He's using those kids. That's horrible. That person is disgusting. And then Manuel closes his eyes like he's freaking out. Poor Manuel. And I'm like, what? And when I turn around, I see the pervert and his uh, chief of staff sitting behind me. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, my dad fired me that day. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, and I've had this conversation with my father uh, years later. You know, like, dad, do you remember that day? And he was like, oh my God, you would never shut up. Like people would do different gestures and signs just to get you to shut up and you wouldn't. And I'm like, well, I was 17, you know, like just give me a break. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that was the worst one. Mm. <laughs> Quite interesting <laughs> with a lot of learnings probably, right? <laughs> The news is that guy didn't win the elections anyway, so we didn't have a pervert as a president. Thank God. But um, but yeah, I I had to you know through college and everything just to learn to be more careful mm-hmm. to look at to look around before saying something because I mean how yeah no it couldn't have been worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send my dad a message today. Be like that. I spoke about this situation again. I'm sorry. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, that was real rapid fire with something exciting answers. And I really enjoyed every bit of the rapid fire round. Let's move back to the mainstream. And uh, Diana, are there any specific techniques or practices you recommend to help people become more comfortable with silence and its role in communication? This might sound scary, but turn off your phone. Turn it off. Turn yeah. it off 30 minutes a day. Yeah. Um, people won't die unless you're a doctor. If you're a doctor, don't turn off your phone. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you can turn off your phone 30 minutes a day. When you're at home, don't play music. Don't turn on the TV. You know, like just let it be like that. Get comfortable with the silence around you. Um, that helps a lot. And then if you go for a walk, for example, again, leave your phone at home. Just just be with yourself. And it's an exercise. You know, at, at the beginning, it might feel a little uncomfortable and you might get a little anxious because you don't have your phone around or whatever. But you start enjoying it. it, mm-hmm. it like the difference is massive because it's so loud everywhere all the time. That when mm. you don't have that, ah, oh, it just it feels like you're sleeping, but you're not sleeping. It feels really good. 
<laughs> I I simply loved the tip and uh, sometimes I follow that occasionally when my battery is able to die I don't uh, charge it intentionally especially at the end of the day and one other practice which I actively follow is I don't touch the phone until one and a half hour after I wake up and I try to put it away at least an hour before I go to bed that is yeah. making wonders it helps a lot it yeah. really does help a lot because yeah. it kind of like quiets it's not just turning off the phone is that your mind needs a little time to get quiet after that so you know just starting small turn yeah. it off 30 minutes let the battery die fine and then <laughs> you start getting used to that and at yeah. one point sometimes for me it's like i can spend the entire day at home without turning on anything The only sound is like the the fridge sound maybe and you know the noises in the street but the house is quiet and it feels so good it feels peaceful even if it is in the middle of the city superb i loved every bit of the conversation now i would love to hear from you how is your experience being hosted on the guiding voice platform i love this i could do this once a week <laughs> let's just make it a habit let's talk every week i i just had so much fun <laughs> Let's do a few more episodes for sure and we'll cover oh, yeah. the gamut of topics and I would love to re-feature you again and um, Dana, thank you so much for the fabulous uh, insights and also thank you so much for spending time with our audience by sharing your amazing wisdom. Okay, I really appreciate every thank bit you. of it. <laughs> thank you so much. I loved it and I'm going to send my dad a message now. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank you so much and um yeah, just keep doing this. Keep finding yeah. guiding voices. Sure. Thank you. And uh, it was such a pleasure hosting Diana. Folks, that was our episode with Diana Silva Franco. Before we jump into the fun trivia section, We have a quick request if you haven't already subscribed to the guiding voice please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you have tuned in because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes and also if you have enjoyed this conversation and found it useful please share with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues who also like TGV the guiding voice spread the knowledge and help others grow just like you now let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode We had an amazing conversation with Diana about communicating in silence and she is representing us Spain the country where she is living so let us know some lesser known and interesting facts about Spain the first one is the tomato fight festival la tomatino in the small town of bunol spain thousands of people gather annually on the last wednesday in august to participate in a massive tomato fight in a it's a colorful and messy event where participants throw overripe tomatoes at each other and this unique festival has been celebrated since the 1940s and has become a major tourist attraction second one is the highest vineyard in europe spain's la garia located on the canary island of lanzarote is home to the highest vineyard in europe and due to the island's volcanic landscape winemakers dig crescent shaped holes and plant vines within them protecting them from strong winds and the unique growing conditions result in exceptional wines produced in this distinct terrain and third one is about 
ஜோக்ரிட் from the trivia about spain and if you have come across any interesting fun fact related to spain feel free to leave your comments if you are watching it on youtube you can comment there or if you found this episode on some social media platforms you can comment there as well and uh, folks that's it for today's episode thank you so much for taking time to tune in and also for being part of our awesome tgv community i would love to hear from you so do not hesitate to share your ideas feedback topic recommendations and guest speaker suggestions either through our social media or through our email our email address is theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com and let's create content that resonates with you i'm your host navin samala a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career until next time take care and stay inspired remember the future holds great things because The best is yet to come. Goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest.